Today's 300th edition of the two-man power trip is powered by Big Time Wrestling and BTWTickets.com. Before we get into today's episode, please enjoy a few words sent along by a few friends we've met along the way on this 300th episode of the two-man power trip of wrestling. Yo, what is up? It is the Dad Bod Destroyer, Robbie E. And I just want to congratulate John and Chad of the two-man power trip on their 300th episode. Boom. Hey, hey, hey. Franchise Shane Douglas here talking about milestones. As somebody who knows about milestones in professional wrestling, 300 episodes for my tag team partners, Chad and John. What a big accomplishment. I mean, not many people make 300 in this generation. These guys have done it right from the very beginning. And although I hate to put them over this much, they're the guys to go to when you want information on the inside of the business. And you know what? They're also part of a new, pretty cool podcast, the Triple Threat Podcast with, you know, you're truly. But hey, guys, all kidding aside and all working aside, great job, 300 episodes. I wish you the best 300 more. And don't make me come and franchise your asses. <laughs> Hi everybody, this is good old JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer. And I want to congratulate John and Chad of the two-man power trip of wrestling duo for their 300th episode of their podcast. Well done, gentlemen. 300 shows, a lot of work. Here's to 300 more, and maybe someday you too will produce Slobberknocker Audio. Congrats, guys. Good job. Two-man power trip. I'd like to wish you a big congratulations on 300 episodes of the podcast. Many people don't know this, but I got an email from the two-man power trip, got to speak with him on the phone, and uh, led to the resurgence of Kevin Thorne and Mordecai. So I'd like to thank you guys for that. But the big question is, is this, is why is it called the two-man power trip? I have to ever figure this out, because, I mean, I always count three people. John, Ian, and some mystery guy named Chad. Do we ever figure that out? We figure it out? Just saying. Hey man, big congratulations guys. I love you with all my heart and I love you the world. And you've always, always been a friend in me. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Kaylin Croft, a.k.a. Chris Pavone, host of The Chris Pavone Show. Positivity, inspiration, encouragement, so you can live that life you've imagined. I just want to say congratulations to my friends over at two-man power trip of wrestling on an amazing milestone 300 episodes listen to these guys they are passionate knowledgeable and above all have a high respect for the pro wrestling business congratulations again and here's to 300 more amazing episodes hey everybody it's the boss just want to congratulate the entire team a two-man power trip 300 episodes that's right ladies gentlemen 300 episodes it's a lot of work it's a lot of passion and it's a lot of entertainment i want to thank you guys for putting in the work and being a part of irwnetwork.com once again congratulations 300 apps and keep them coming guys what's up guys it's the phenomenal aj styles you're listening to the two-man power trip oh my god this is joey styles and you're listening to the two-man power trip podcast this is ricky the dragon steamboat this is cody Rhodes. the 
prince of pro wrestling, and you are listening to Two Man Power Trip. This is Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Woogie Man. Tell my people and my brothers and sisters, don't you dare miss John and Chad. Hey, everybody out there, this is the franchise Shane Douglas. Remember me? <laughs> well, guys, it's great to be on the show again. I appreciate you asking me back. So you said you were going to pinch yourself. I didn't know it was that kind of show now. I mean, if you guys are in the privacy of your own home, if you want to do these things. Good. How you doing, Chad? Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We're ready to go or what? Okay. Hey, man. What's up, guys? This is Homicide. Oh, that's my homie. Homicide with a big homie club. Yeah, that would be it. Hey, this is David Penzer, and this is the two-man power trip of wrestling. Well, thank you, thank you. Hear me, fear me. I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know ten times more than I do. Look, Mean Gene, I can't be beat. I'm the greatest of all time. And I would say that. And every kid, I, they knew they could kick the out of me. Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling, and now they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. Jerry Lawler is a son of a jackass. He's a lover of chickens. He has a one-track mind the same way a hog does at supper time. Is he under the ring, Lance? Oh, he's not under the ring. ring. He hasn't. He he hasn't. He hasn't shown up yet. Where is he? I don't know where he is. Goddamn guts to come down here and meet me in the ring. I'm gonna count him out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's out. Lawler does not have the stinking guts to come down there where no money is involved, where nothing is involved except personal pride, and I do have Texas pride. I'm gonna break his crown, Lance. Look at that fool! Look at that idiot! Don't you realize that there's nobody here? You jackass! Let me talk to the Puerto Rican people. I want to talk their language, yes. I know a foreign language. I want to talk to you, Puerto Ricans. Oink, 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 oink. You win breaking egg sucking dog with bad breath. I know what it's like now, and I intend on being an offensive champion, the type of champion that goes ahead and takes a fight to a man and wrestles all opponents and all challengers. I intend on doing this, and uh, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, which I think is pretty doggone good. I think I'm a good wrestler, and I think I'll be something that you people can be proud of, and I intend on representing you to the best of my ability. Thank you so very much. There you have it, the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion from Amarillo, Texas, Terry Funk. Forever! 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 
This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, and you are listening to episode number 300 of the two-man power trip of wrestling, brought to you today and powered by our good friends over at Big Time Wrestling. Head on over to btwtickets.com and get your tickets today for Big Time Wrestling's huge weekend coming up in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 22nd and in Spartanburg, South Carolina on September 23rd featuring Hall of Famers, gigantic stars of professional wrestling, and today's guest, the one and only legendary Terry Funk. All at btwtickets.com. Again, September 22nd in Raleigh, North Carolina, and September 23rd in Spartanburg, South Carolina, as BTW has a gigantic weekend ahead of them. And it's all over at btwtickets.com. So if you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner here on the two man power trip of wrestling for 300 episodes, the one and only. John Paz and John today for episode number 300. Can it get any bigger than the guests we have on tap? And that is the one and only Terry Funk joining us today. And Terry Funk will be a part of Big Time Wrestling's huge weekend coming up in North Carolina and South Carolina as he teams with the Rock and Roll Express, forming the Rock and Funk and Roll or the Funk and Rock and Roll Express to take on the team of the Memphis Mafia of Jerry the King Lawler, Brian Christopher, and Doug Gilbert. And in you could possibly say one of the more intense rivalries still going on in the business today, it is Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler adding yet another chapter into a feud that spans decades. And obviously, after you're done listening to this episode, you will hear that it is not close to being anywhere near from done. And these two are going to go at it for big time wrestling here in a couple weeks as Terry Funk comes out of retirement again to lace up those boots, get in the ring, and lock up with one of his most heated rivals in Jerry the King Lawler. But on a somewhat of a side note for having a guy like Terry Funk on for episode number 300, we got to just take a second here and thank all of the people who contributed to that little piece you heard right off the top, kind of talking about the milestone 300th episode that we're embarking on here today. And we want to thank everyone who was in that clip who you heard just a few minutes ago for taking that time and for really going out of their way to record a little something for us. Uh, it has been quite the journey. Uh, even from episode 200 to 300, a lot of stuff has gone on behind the scenes, whether it's uh, recording times being crazy or events in different states, two states in one day, going from Philadelphia to West Virginia just to uh, to make a shot, and then kind of the craziness of throwing in there the Rolling Stone podcast list that happened right after episode 200 there's just been so much that's gone on in the last hundred episodes and we couldn't be any more thankful to everybody involved whether it's listeners whether it's sponsors or whether it's the wrestlers themselves who come on the show and also the wrestlers that we've been working with and touring with on the road at all these conventions that we've been hitting in the past year but 300 is one impressive number if you ask me and where the impact of a guy like terry funk being on Episode 300, it ties into what could possibly be our biggest 
monumental episode that we had to date, and that was Dusty Rhodes' final interview before his passing. And it was a huge topic of that episode of the feud with Terry Funk and Dusty Rhodes. So in hand, Dusty Rhodes becomes a huge topic here today with Terry Funk. And I will give you this little bit of a preview. The Funker was in rare form and was definitely ready to talk about these blood feuds that he's had throughout his career, Career, whether it's Lawler or whether it's Dusty. We hear a lot of pretty interesting little uh, blurbs there out of Terry Funk, but that's coming here in a few minutes, and it's a pretty big deal for big-time wrestling to have this comeback of Terry Funk because he has come back in the past, and that's been well-documented. And even if you remember in Beyond the Mat, in the past episode, it wasn't in the last 100, but a past episode, we had the director of Beyond the Mat, Barry Blaustein, who chronicled Terry Funk's retirement in 1997. While we know he's come back at least a handful of times since 97, but now again coming back here in 2017, that's 20 years after Barry Blaustein recorded that final big-time match that he had in 97 with Bret Hart, where the ECW roster was involved, our tag team partner on the Triple Threat podcast. Shane Douglas was involved in that huge show that they had in Texas that was celebrating the career of Terry Funk. But now, moving forward to now and big-time wrestling, being able to house this return is a big deal. And hats off to big-time wrestling for being able to score these appearances with Terry Funk over two days in North Carolina and South Carolina. And if you've ever been to a big-time wrestling show, you know that the whole entire card is stacked from top to bottom. And that's not even bringing up the fact that you'll see Gangrel taking on Billy Gunn in one of their more intense feuds that they have in, in BTW, as well as appearances by Kevin Nash and appearances by Sergeant Slaughter. They always stack the card pretty damn good. And you never are without your money's uh, worth on a show like a big-time wrestling show because it's definitely loaded with star power. But, John, there's so many moments, there's so many matches that we can talk about with Terry Funk. I mean, come on. It's Terry freaking Funk, for God's sake. I mean, we didn't even mention the fact that he's one of the greatest NWA champions of all time and all the great matches he had with Ric Flair and all the amazing blood feuds he had in Japan and his and his connection to McFoley and all these amazing, amazing things Terry Funk did in his career kind of goes hand in hand with this episode 300 because there's so much to cover from the two-man power trip perspective, but there's also so much to cover from the Terry Funk perspective that I'm going to hand the keys over to you here, John. Why don't you talk a little bit more about Terry Funk? what it means to have him on this episode. Maybe give us a little overview of the last 100 episodes while you're at it and tell us some of the things we have to look forward to in a gigantic episode here today with the one and only Hall of Famer, Terry Funk. Yes, Chad, we finally hit the huge 300. Yes, episode 300, and I am super excited today to have Terry Funk, the Texas Bronco, the hardcore icon, the hardcore legend, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, former ECW World Heavyweight Champion. He's done it all. He's been there, done that, and he's back for more. Like you mentioned, back with big time wrestling on the 22nd and 23rd of September, North Carolina and then South Carolina, for some huge wrestling matches. The Funkin' Roll Express, or whatever you want to call them, Rockin' Funkin' Roll, or Funkin' Rock and Roll, yes, Terry Funk and the Rock and Roll Express versus the 
Memphis Mafia, Jerry the King Lawler, Brian Lawler, a.k.a. Brian Christopher, and of course Doug Gilbert. So that should be a lot, a lot of fun. And if you're in the North Carolina, South Carolina area, I would head out to those events for big time wrestling. Do not miss the return of Terry Funk. BTWTickets.com. Get there and buy those ticks. You're going to want to get out there and meet one of the greatest of all time, Terry Funk. What an absolute honor it was to be able to get him on for episode 300. We knew we needed a big name. You can't get much bigger than Terry Funk, one of the all-time greats, one of the biggest names ever in the history of our great sport. And when you think about Terry Funk, naturally think about the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And obviously we were honored and privileged enough to have Dusty Rhodes' final interview and it was an amazing, amazing chat with the Dream. But of course, when you talk to Dusty, Terry Funk's name is going to come up. And boy, did he have a lot to say about that rivalry. How they really never got along, never liked each other. The families don't like each other. And it was great to kind of get Terry Funk's opinion on Dusty. And talk about that rivalry and why they hate each other. And what was the real issue between those two. So it's unbelievable stuff there. Of course, we talk about the Nature Boy Ric Flair and their feud of the year from 1989. Of course, we do talk about Jerry the King Lawler, who obviously we mentioned will be wrestling the Funkster, but we mentioned that awesome feud that they had down there in Memphis, Tennessee. Just an epic, epic feud. We talk about all the wild brawls that they had, whether it be, you know, empty arena match, whether it be a blinding angle, so many great stuff coming out of Funk and Lawler, and they will continue that rivalry coming up on September 22nd and 23rd. Excuse me, and September 23rd for Big Time Wrestling. Now, besides just us and doing episode 300 and having on Terry Funk, which is just unbelievable, just think about all the former guests that we've had on and all the people that have contributed to the show. And I just want to take time to thank you and, and praise everyone for just taking part in any of the 300 episodes of our show. It's just been an amazing, wild ride. And we just keep growing and we keep getting bigger and bigger. I want to thank everybody. Big shout out to Eric Bischoff, the boss, if you will. Thank you so much. Obviously, you heard his voice at the beginning of the episode for the drop, but he's been so kind to us, whether it be IRW or personal appearances or otherwise. So he's a great guy, and it's pretty awesome to just uh, randomly pick up the phone and call the boss, Eric Bischoff, the only guy ever to beat a McMahon. So it's pretty cool, and obviously, big shout out and thanks to good old JR Jim Ross. Had the opportunity to work with him and for him recently, so that was an amazing few weekends with JR and like to thank him for obviously putting his little drop in the beginning of the episode as well huge shout out to the franchise Shane Douglas he is the man obviously you can catch our triple threat podcast over on Eric Bischoff's IRW network also big shout out and thank you to Kevin Thorne the big man keeps getting bigger and bigger every time I see him huge shout out to him thank you to Chris Pavone as well and, of course, Robbie E., really appreciate it. But there's been so many others out there that I, I can't even just keep on rattling names because I will literally take up uh, about three hours of a podcast here. So but just thank you and, and really praise for everybody for being a part of any part of the 300 episodes. And it's just unbelievable to be able to say that we've done 300. Crazy craziness. But, of course, you know, with 300 episodes and going all the way across the way from dusty to, to jerry mcdivitt which was just an unbelievable episode to now terry funk so many big names bruno san martino um, even a cool random 
name like Austin Idol in our early days. Uh, Kane, Glenn Jacobs has been on the show a few times. Jim Cornette has been on the show three times. So it's amazing what we've been able to do, what we've been able to accomplish. And so many big, cool names we've been able to have on this show. So many just memorable damn moments that, that we have to share. And even some stuff that, that we've had to kind of overcome. And even some stuff that kind of turn one negative into positive and and certain phone calls like when when you're getting a phone call from Jerry Lawler or when you're getting a phone call from Kevin Dunn or when Triple H's office is calling you and and kind of having a very interesting I'll just put it this way a very interesting conversation about uh, the two-man power trip um it's just crazy to think of some of the things that we've been able to accomplish and some of the things that we've been able to you know have on this journey such as craziness with uh, some random phone calls from some crazy people so you know it's been whew, it's been a wild ride it's been awesome thank you to everybody and uh, chad thank you for putting a, a lot a lot a lot of work in putting in the tremendous amount of hours to make this show not only sound good but uh, look good as well so thank you obviously to chad and you know this show there's been some ups there's been some downs but we're hoping on 300 more amazing episodes and just keep on following up with the two-man power trip whether it be you know twitter facebook at a live event whatever you have to do just come out and support the two-man power trip because we are here to support the wrestling business and the sport of professional wrestling so big time thank you and a big time thank you to big time wrestling as well and folks big big huge thank you to Episode number 300, Mr. Forever, Terry Funk. Partner, that thanks is right back at you, because if it wasn't for the one and only John Pods, we wouldn't have any of these 300 guests on this show. He has done an amazing job to put this guest list together, and if we could go through the names of people that said yes and either disappeared or said yes and never followed through on a uh, an email from John or a phone call from John, then we could have potentially another 300 or 350 episodes in the can because this guy works the phone like nobody else. And I'm always shocked whenever he calls me to say that he had just gotten off the uh, the phone with this guy's agent or with this person. And it's really a testament to you, my friend, that you're able to put together the Rolodex that you will, perhaps the best Rolodex in the business. And like you mentioned, obviously we've talked about it just a little bit, but you know, the conversations we've had with WWE, the conversations that we've had with a couple of the other big name people in the business. A lot of people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes of this show. Uh, we are not ones to come on and gloat about what happens. We are not on social media touting that we just got off the phone with this guy or blah, 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 blah. You're not going to catch that from this show. And John and I will continue to be the same authentic two-man power trip that we always have been in these past 300 episodes. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but for you to ch pick this and the people that do download this show twice a week, every week, it's absolutely unbelievable, and we thank you so much. But also just want to take a quick second to thank some of the unsung heroes of the two-man power trip of wrestling family, and that is, first and foremost, the one and only Randy Helms. Randy, thank you for everything that you have done for us on the road, whether it's driving, whether it's being the eagle that watches everybody's back at all the conventions and the shows we've done. I, I got to thank you, first and foremost, the hours of entertainment that Randy Helms has brought me personally, as well as John, while we're on the road, is unparalleled. And Randy, you are the absolute man. 
Then we got to thank Maddie P out from Chicago and Music Man Matt from down in Southern Virginia. Thank you guys. In the past year, we've really gotten to know you guys, and you two are unbelievable, and especially uh, the help that Matt, you gave us in Richmond, and the other Matt, you gave us in Philly. Uh, We will never forget that, and we look forward to doing a lot more with you guys uh, in the near future. And then we got to thank a couple sponsors here. First, Rich Layton from Layton Sports Cards. We've done three amazing, amazing promotions with Rich Layton and Layton Sports Cards. Uh, They've been generous enough to give us very expensive giveaway spots in their trading card box breaks, and they have not disappointed once. To see the memorabilia that the listeners have received from the promotions is awesome. And anytime we have one, please take advantage of that because it's well worth it if you are a memorabilia collector. And if you're also a memorabilia collector, you got to check out that wrestling club. And Mike from that wrestling club is another one. Just getting to know you over the last 100 episodes has been a lot of fun. And uh, this is a guy who brings passion to his product. The crate business is obviously a very cutthroat one, but Mike puts in the time, he puts in the hard work, and like I said, there is no denying the passion that he puts in to his That Wrestling Club box, and we have been very lucky to help with some of those boxes, and hopefully everybody who's received one enjoys. And then I got to give one last big huge shout-out to Dick Bourne and David Chappell from the Mid-Atlantic Gateway. These two guys, I think, single-handedly helped us the most with our big event we had at Hurley's this past May with the postings on their website, the social media shout-outs, and the response that we got from them. And even, it's, it's still, today, I still see downloads from some of the postings that they shared, and it's, it's just an absolute testament to the Mid-Atlantic Gateway, the, the power of that website for the old-school fan the resources that they have, the books that they have, unbelievable. If you ever want to educate yourself on territories you're not too familiar with or information you feel like you need to learn more about, go to the Mid-Atlantic Gateway. They've got a book waiting for you. And if you're still liking reading the actual book like I do, I know like John does as well, the best wrestling books in the business are over at the Mid-Atlantic Gateway. And Dick Bourne and David Chappell, you guys do an absolutely amazing job. And we look forward to doing so much more with you down the road. And for anybody else that I didn't mention, like the Book in the Territory podcast, they've been giving us shout-outs like crazy. They've always been very nice to us, and we appreciate the kind words. Hannibal up in Canada, another guy, huge supporter of this show. Thank you all very much. This is 300 amazing episodes in the book. So why don't you take these 300 episodes, listen to what you like, go back to our archive, get over to the IRW Network, listen to the Triple Threat Podcast. We're on our way to 300 over there, only at episode 13. We got a ways to go. But nonetheless, we will continue to bring this listening audience the best product possible. So, John... With all that being said, let's just get it on the road here. Let's get it over to Terry Funk, episode 300. Hit him with a little bit of two-man power trip of wrestling business and get this show on the road. Now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Two Man Power Trip and at Wrestling Pal. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. 
Also, while on iTunes, check out the feed for prior legendary episodes featuring the living legend Bruno Sammartino, the late great American Dream Dusty Rose, the Enforcer Arn Anderson, Ray Mysterio Jr., Glenn Kane Jacobs, the phenomenal AJ Styles, lead WWE attorney Jerry McDivitt, and so many others. Also, while you're on the internet, check out ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, that is ProWrestlingTees.com. They are your superstore for all your wrestling t-shirt needs. Check out our page. Check out Tito Santana, Coco Beware, Kevin Thorne, Buff Bagwell, Magnum TA, and so many others. Also, while you're on the web, check out our website, tmptofwrestling.com. And if you're on Android, please check us out on Google Play or Player FM. Follow along with a two-man power trip in 2017 as we come to a town near you. TMPT hits the road. September 9th, the Subway one-year anniversary in Keensburg, New Jersey, with the hardcore icon Tommy Dreamer. October 21st, we hit the Legends of the Ring in New Jersey. November 4th, we hit the big event in New York City. And the big one, the granddaddy of them all, the big guy, Wrestlecade in North Carolina on 11:25 with Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. There will be a Four Horsemen reunion for sure. So follow along with the two-man power trip as you never know where we may land. And now, without any further ado, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. He is a hardcore icon. He is a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He is the Texas Bronco himself forever. From Amarillo, Texas, Terry Funk. Please enjoy. Tell the night time from the day. 
get into it right here and joining us on the line tonight for a very, very special milestone episode for us is one of the all-time greats, and that is something that can get thrown around a lot in professional wrestling, but not when you were talking about a WWE Hall of Famer, an NWA World Champion, an ECW World Champion, a guy who has literally wrestled all over the world and wrestled every single person you can name off the top of your head. It is our absolute privilege and distinction to be joined tonight on our special milestone episode by the one and only Terry Funk. Thank you so much for joining the two-man power trip of wrestling. Well, boy, that was quite an intro there. It made no man feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mr. Funk, it is my absolute pleasure to be speaking with you tonight. And to tell you the truth, to have somebody like you on, like I said, there's a lot of a lot of people can throw the word legend or icon out there, but you have done it all, you've seen it all, and I, one of the things we're here to talk about tonight is, and I can't believe I'm saying it, another return to the ring for Terry Funk with Big Time Wrestling, the first night being on my birthday, so I'm going to kind of take it as a uh, as a special birthday gift for me, September 22nd. And then September 23rd, returning for big-time wrestling. How do you feel about coming out of retirement one more time, lacing up the boots and doing it up down at the Double Cross Ranch and bringing big-time wrestling some more memories? I, uh, how do I feel about it? I feel really great about it. I feel great that I'm able to get back into the ring. You know, it's, I've had a little bit of a physical problem, you know. Um, but, uh, I feel like I am prepared for it and I've, uh, worked hard at it and I'm back in shape one more time, you know, and, uh, it's a great card they've got there. And so I'm looking forward to being in the ring with the Rock and Roll Express and, uh, also going against Lawler one more time. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The Rock, Funk, and Roll Express versus Lawler's Memphis Mafia. Funkin so it's you. Rockin'. It's Funkin'. Funkin'. It's the Funkin', the Funkin rock, and rock and Roll Express. That's right. That's what we are. The Funkin' Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> and you guys are taking on the Memphis, uh, Lawler's Memphis Mafia, which is Lawler, his son Brian Christopher, and Doug Gilbert. So a lot of tradition on that side, and, of course, a lot of tradition on your side. So tying it up with Jerry Lawler one more time, another chapter in your storied rivalry. How are you feeling looking forward to seeing the king across the ring one more time? I feel uh, 
I, I certainly don't feel blessed <laughs> to be in there against the king. The king's nuts. We all know that. Jerry Lawler's he's as nuts as I am. He's going to try to be going in the ring as long as I've gone in the ring. I don't know if he's going to try to catch up with me or what. Jerry Lawler is... Uh, he is truly a legend in that area, and uh, his family is a legend, and it's a pretty amazing thing. And both the area of Raleigh, North Carolina, and Spartanburg, South Carolina, obviously huge hotbeds for wrestling in their day. You've obviously traveled through there many a times. How about that fan base there in that southern part of the country? Huge fans of the NWA, huge fans of the Crockett era promotions, but what do you feel about coming back to the South there, North Carolina, South Carolina, and seeing those hot-bedded fans of, uh, of the South getting rowdy one more time? You hit it right when you said hotbed. That's, uh, it's been for years, the hotbed of wrestling. And even now, as it's, uh, and I honestly, sincerely mean this, it's a hotbed of independence, and there's a great bunch of guys there, a great bunch of wrestlers. Uh, I want to get get over there and see a lot of my friends, a lot of my fans that I haven't seen in a few years, and I want to get back with them. But I definitely want to get back in the ring with the idiot, too. <laughs> One more time, Lawler. Yeah, and what a story rivalry. Obviously, we all remember the empty arena match. It's uh, one of those time capsule matches that any wrestling fan wants to see a brutal, brutal fight has to go back and watch. But is there one moment between you and Lawler that you feel stands out in that rivalry, or do you think that the empty arena match is still the one that everybody is going to talk about forever? I I think that the empty arena match is going to be talked about for a long time. But I think that this match coming up with the uh, fucking rock and roll and uh, Lawler's crew, I think it's going to be a classic, too. I definitely do. I think it's going to be a huge classic match that's going to be in uh, people's memories for years. And I'm going to try to make it that. Absolutely. And... You versus Lawler is such a great epic feud, but also you versus the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And I have to mention this because we were honored enough to have his last ever interview, which was just a couple of days before he had passed. And one of the last guys that he talked about was, of course, Terry Funk. And he told a great story about how you used to call him Fatso and Hyde and yell out Fatso, and then when he would catch you, you would say, I meant, isn't that so, that so. So some awesome stuff, some awesome history between you guys. What was the feud like with you and Dusty? It was uh, it was pretty insane, especially in Florida. You know, and uh, it was uh, probably the greatest feud in wrestling at that time. All you had to do was put us in the ring, uh, not even put us in the ring, put us in the same arena. That's the same thing with Lawler, you know. Put us in the same arena. We don't have to be in a ring together, and uh, we'll find each other. But the people know that we're going to find each other before the night's over. 
Now, he mentioned that, that Fatso story. Is that true? Would you go around talk, uh, talking about Dusty, calling him Fatso? Well, if Dusty was close enough to hear it, I'd go ahead and say, <laughs> is that so? Is that so? <laughs> he was too dumb to pick up on it. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about you guys? you and Dusty that, you know, you, you could never get along. You guys are always shooting, always having wild, iconic, crazy brawls. What was it like between you two and the, and the chemistry? You guys never seemed to quite get along. Well, you know, it was, uh, it was a continuous feud. Not even, uh, it didn't even, it went back further than uh, myself in wrestling. It went back to West Texas university you know and uh it actually went back to whenever dusty was was playing behind me he was playing like a second team guard and he could never start for west texas because i was always ahead of him i was always i was always so much better than dusty dusty just couldn't stand it I was an amazing individual. <laughs> Dusty, he just he just couldn't quite get there. And you guys, it's it's funny. It's just one of those things. It's just that you guys just don't mix well together. You don't play well together. And uh, Tony was telling That's us that's kind of like Lawler, you know. It's yeah, feuds, you know, is uh, feuds that's been going on for years, and in the world of wrestling, is Jerry Funk and Jerry Lawler. You know, Jerry Funk and Dusty Rhodes. Those were two of the great feuds of uh, of the past. And not the past with with Lawler is I can't wait to get my hands on him. And we can't and wait to God's see that. That's the God's honest truth. That's the God's honest truth. And we can't wait to see that. That is great. And Tony was telling us the last time that you actually you wrestled Dusty, he actually ended up setting the ring on fire. So even though Dusty won the match, he really kind of lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, and that was the last of the ring caught on fire, and, and uh, it was quite a chaotic match. I have never been anything but in a chaotic match with. Dusty Rhodes. He was a, he was, you know, as I can't, uh, you know, him and Lawler both are, are overbearing, you know, and he and Lawler both. I don't think I've ever called anybody else but those two this, egg-sucking dogs. That's what both of them are, you know. <laughs> Jerry Lawler is, uh, you know, is, uh, he's, he's also a pig. He wants all of the money. He wants everything. You know, that's Jerry Lawler's way. It's not my way. I'm a wonderful person. I'm a great guy. Jerry Lawler's not. Dusty Rhodes, he was okay. You know, was, uh, he couldn't quite be make the football player. He played behind me the entire time at West Texas. That's why he couldn't stand me, Dusty Rhodes. I was just a little bit better than he was. And I like to find that idiot kid of his. What's his name? 
Cody? Goofballs there. Cody, I'd like to beat the hell out of Cody sometime. That would be a real pleasure. You know, it's, uh, if Cody's around, tell him to come on up there to the arena whenever I get there as I'll take on Lawler first and then I'll take on Cody after him and anybody else too. That would be great. I would love to see the road funk rivalry somewhat renewed. Well, I would too. I would too. I would like. I would like to uh, uh, get after him. But uh, first, I've got Jerry Lawler, and I'm going to take care of him, and that's for damn sure. You know, Jerry Lawler did blind you at one point, if you remember. You know, it was that whole blinding angle. You got. My eye. My eye. Still got one problem with it. I can't see out of my right eye. I can't and, uh, see out of my right eye. And that's a very, very famous uh, feud and a very famous angle, especially, you know, when you're saying that about your eye. And do you think that uh, Jerry's got to come into him? Maybe you're going to go after his right eye now? Um, I'm, what I'm going to go after is his ass. I'm going <laughs> to kick him right in the ass as soon as he steps through the ropes. That's what I'm going to do. Now, if you think of, of the long-term feud, obviously with Lawler and with Dusty, who would you say is on top? Would you say that you ended up winning the feud with Dusty and you're winning the feud with Jerry Lawler? No, I never lost to him. They're both has <laughs> That's the truth. They're both has I've been around a lot longer than what they have. I'm a lot better than what they were. That is very, very true. Obviously, the Texas Bronco, one of the greatest of all time. Now, i got to just think of one other guy that you had a very, very big feud with, and that was the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and obviously our thoughts and prayers are with him, with his health and his recovery. But what are your thoughts on your big-time feud with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, back in 1989 over the NWA world title? That was uh, quite, a, quite a feud there. It was a very bitter feud, too. And uh, it was a very... Uh, it was a very rough feud to go through with Rick because uh, he certainly didn't like me at that time, and I didn't like him, and we were both trying to be at the top of uh, of uh, championship wrestling from Georgia. And at that time, as uh, I felt like I was much better a competitor than what Rick was, you know. But that's my own opinion, you know. And what are your thoughts on, you know, Rick today? Have you had any any interactions? Have you been able to talk to his family at all? Have you have you heard anything about the latest the health on Nature Boy? No. Uh I've uh I sent my regards to him. And uh boy, I wish him the best. And uh it's very important to me that he comes along, you know, and uh to be very honest with you is you uh, take the old timers, and uh, there's uh, not many of us that are left that are headed to the ring, you know. And I would, as I'd like to see Rick come back and come into the ring. 
I'd like to go in the ring with him. You know, uh, I really mean that. I'd like to have one more chance with him. And, uh, Rick would, uh, basically, I think he'd, uh, like to be in the ring with me, too. You know, hopefully that, uh, he would want me in there as a competitor. And, you know, it's just like Lawler. I'm looking forward to this. It's very important to me. And, uh, I have no intention of anything but coming out on top at the end of the night. And it that's means a great deal to me because if I don't, you know, I'll be uh, totally upset with my, with myself because this will probably be the very last time that I ever get in the ring with him. And that's why the fans got to get out there to big-time wrestling on the 22nd and 23rd. Could be the last time you see one of the most epic rivalries of all time with you and Lawler. And then, you know, like, my God, Terry Funk's career is just amazing. One of the all-time best, if not the greatest of all time. So many great matches and so many great memories. And I still remember that pile driver that you put Ric Flair at WrestleWar 89 after he fought Steamboat. He got a little, you know, he got in your face and you gave him a nice pile driver. I still remember that very fondly. Awesome, awesome moment. Uh, that was uh, a hell of a night for me. It was. It was a hell of a night that uh, I put him through that table. And I think that uh, I think the people uh, around the country still remember that that moment. If it wasn't uh, me going through the table, I mean, if it wasn't him going through the table, I'm sure he would have tried to do the same thing to me. People go ahead and they say, why did you do that? Why not? That is a great point because he sure as hell would have done it to you. And that was like one of the first yeah. times you kind of came out of a little bit of a retirement there because you, you were behind the uh, the booth, you know, calling the matches. And then you, you came out, obviously, fly got in your face, you power drive them. And it leads to the one of the greatest feuds of all time. I mean, 89 could have been the feud of the year. Awesome match, a great American bash. Then you and Muda against Flair and Sting at Halloween Havoc. And then it all kind of culminated. I never quit. I never quit. Yep. I was going to say, it all culminated. I I I I never quit. I never said I quit. And on top of that, I was never told the stipulations of the match. That's the truth. Yes. The infamous uh, two words, five letters, I quit. It was a five-star match. Clay yeah, I want to go ahead and get that, uh, I want to get that asshole in the ring, too. <laughs> Rick Flair, one more time. Yeah, you got to make up for that uh, that so-called quitting that you, you know that uh, at New York knockout. That's exactly right. One of the greatest exactly matches of all right. time. Unbelievable match. Thank awesome. you. Just unbelievable. Thank you. Uh, been in a lot of battles, a lot of guys throughout the years. Uh, God, I don't even know how many. But uh, the great ones are, are, I mean, my gosh, I've been in the ring with every great wrestler from 
the that came out of the fifties, you know, honest to God, fifties came uh, the Mike DiBiase's, you know, uh, all of them. Just uh, every great wrestler that there's been, and uh, you know, is I'm going to tell you the truth. There's been a lot of great wrestlers that came out of the, the Tennessee area here. And that's a God's honest truth. There's been some of the greatest ones of all times come right out of there. And, uh, you know, as I've, I've, I'll, I'll say this, and with all honesty, that Jerry Lawler is, uh, I knock him, say he's, He's uh, he's a moron, this and that. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. The guy is a great competitor. I mean, one thing he is, he might be a moron, but he's not a quitter. And I know that. And I'm going to know that whenever I get in the ring with him this week. Not this week, but when I do. Yeah, another, you know, it's like we said, it's another chapter. Like I said at the top, you've wrestled everybody in the world. But just quickly, if we can, just we got to touch on this because I know the the quote, and I would even be hard to say the newer fans that came to know you, came to know you in ECW. And we do another podcast with Shane Douglas weekly, and we talk about all the things that happen in ECW. But if you had to pick one guy from ECW, you've already mentioned Flair, you mentioned Lawler, you mentioned Dusty, but does Terry Funk have – somebody from ECW that he feels he had one of those blood feuds with? Douglas. Douglas was a very tough, tough competitor. He was as tough of a guy as you get. Uh, Did you, on a national basis, he was in a wrong, he was always in a... uh, wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> you know, and I, I really mean that. The guy was a great in-ring performer. An excellent competitor in the ring. And uh, a tough guy. You know, I had a hell of a feud with him. And he was a tough guy. Uh the biggest feuds I've had in the business, who were they with? Who were they with? You know, Douglas, he'd be right up there. But you got Dusty. You got, uh, you know, so many, so many guys through the years. And uh, Lawler, he's definitely, who's, which one did I have the biggest feud with? With Dusty or with Lawler? I don't know. Uh, they were all huge feuds. A uh, big part of my life was in the ring with Jerry Lawler and uh, Dusty Rhodes and uh, just so many other guys. You know, and I can go uh, I can go back further than that. You know, it's, hell, I was in the ring with Lou Bass. Jeez, who else is? You know, the Lord's been good to me. He's been great to me. Hell, I'm still going in the ring. 
I'm going to be an absolute idiot. I'm going one more time, too. And I'm going to love every minute of it. I'm going to love kicking Jerry Lawler's ass. That's what I'm going there for. Am I coming down there for the money? No. I'm not coming for the money. I'm coming down there to kick Jerry Lawler's ass one more time. And that's the God's honest truth. I want to come down there and uh, humiliate him in his own town where he says that uh, everybody loves him. Well, he's full of bullshit. Everybody doesn't love Jerry Lawler. I don't love Jerry Lawler. I'm sure his wife can't understand, can't stand me. Or his second <laughs> wife can't understand, can't, can't stand him. Or his third or fourth wife. Or his seventh or eighth wife. How many times this moron get married? You know, I mean, he's a moron. He's an idiot. But he's the king, now, though, Terry. I mean, that's, that's one thing you can't take away. He's the king. He's the king. He's the queen. He's, <laughs> I don't know what he is. He don't know what he is. Jerry Lawler doesn't know what he is. He doesn't know if he's the king or the queen of Tennessee or Memphis. What is he, the king or the queen? He don't know. Well, let's is see. Jerry yeah, the Lawler, is Jerry Lawler a pervert? <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> He's the biggest pervert I know. Right, I can't confirm or deny that. What, you can't deny it. Is that what you said? I said That's I can't confirm or deny it. Tell. You said, well you, well, you can't deny it. If you said, <laughs> said you can't deny it, you can't deny it. So Jerry Lawler is, uh, he's the, uh, I don't know, he's a little light in the feet, I think. <laughs> you know, he's a little swishy at times. I think a I name think change may be in order. See, need to take a good look at him. You know. That's uh, that's pretty great. But I was going to say, you know, you have Nature Boys, you have Kings, you have Dreams, you have all these fancy names, and that's one thing you didn't yeah, need. Yeah, what a horrible night I must have. You know, I got Nature Boys, Kings, I got uh, uh, the Dreams, I've got the Handsomes. On Harley Race. I got them all. How in the hell do I sleep at night? How do I sleep at night if I got all of those, those, those images in my brain? You know, what the hell do I think about at night? Do I think about it? I don't think about Dusty Rhodes. He's not here anymore. Maybe I won't have to think about Jerry Lawler anymore. Did you ever think of that? Yes. Oh, yeah. And think about that. Think about, you know, it's just one little punch to the heart. You know, as, uh, that might do it for him. That might do it. One little heart punch. <laughs> as I start to uh, wind it down a bit here, I mean, God, I mean, you had so many legendary matches, and we didn't even mention guys like Brody and Hanson and Jack Briscoe. And you just mentioned their Harley Race. 
Brett the Hitman Hart, Cactus Jack. My God, you literally wrestled the best of the best. Do you have any favorite matches that kind of stick out more than others? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what matches stick out to me more than any others. And this is the God's honest truth. It's the matches that I had uh, uh, whenever I went in with my father into the ring. That was uh, the greatest times that I had in my life. Those are my great memories of uh, wrestling with my father around the country and being in the ring with him. And other than that, as I also definitely remember as a child watching him in the ring. But being in the ring with him and having that opportunity to be with my father, that was one of the great things of my life. That is great. Tory Funk Sr. obviously made Amarillo, Texas very, very famous. What about wrestling with your brother, Dory Funk Jr.? Just fond memories of working with him Love as well? to go. Absolutely, 100% so. You know, love tag team matches with him. Uh, that was uh, dominance in Japan and uh, dominating uh, at the time uh, pretty much dominating the uh, United States from one end to the other, you know, with my brother. And uh, I always loved getting in the ring with him and uh, going up against the Briscoes. You know, that was uh, that was a great enjoyment. You know, that was a great team. It was a great enjoyment to go into the ring. And, you know, I don't think we ever lost a match to him. I think we beat them too straight every time. And uh, you beat Jack. I didn't Jack. hear much of an answer on that. Well, that is true. You, that is probably, and you did beat Jack Briscoe for the NWA World Title. So I mean, you do hold a lot of big time matches. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd wins. like to kick Jerry's ass too. <laughs> do you have any kind of? Real fond memories of working in Japan. I know you and Dory versus Bruiser Brody and Hanson from '84. It's just one of those five-star matches that so many people oh, they remember. Weren't, uh, they were awful tough matches. Really, uh, very physical uh, matches. You know, you mentioned the Briscoes, physical against him. You mentioned guys that uh, you know that I'm thinking about right now. You know, Dusty Rhodes. He was very, I had very physical matches with him, you know. And uh, Lawler, the same way, is a uh, uh, very physical competitor. If I want to sit down here and be as honest as I can about it, Lawler was a physical son of a gun, you know, hard to beat kind of guy. Dusty Rhodes, Harley Race. The Briscoes, and uh, so many guys that you guys had there in Tennessee too were uh, were awful tough. Tennessee was a hotbed of wrestling for years, not just a little while, but for year after year after year in the past. You know, had some of the truly great ones come out of that state. Absolutely. Do you have a, a favorite place that you wrestle? Would it be the Tennessee area? Would it be Japan? Do, 
Would it be Amarillo, Texas? Do you have possibly a favorite place that you've wrestled? Um, well, I'll tell you what. That's, uh, you know, to be very honest with you, is uh, it's my life. It's my love. It's what I enjoy more than anything else. And uh, every time that I step into the ring, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful happening to me because I grew up as a child watching my father. And whenever I grew up as a child watching him, I didn't want to be a, a fireman. I didn't want to be a, a football player like everybody else. I didn't want to be a cowboy all of my life because of watching my 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 father in the ring. I wanted to be a wrestler, and that's what I wound up doing. And that's truly the love of my life, and really nothing beyond that enters my mind. And, Terry, as we get to wrap it up here and we get to talk about big-time wrestling one more time, the last question that we love to ask is really just about what you've left on the wrestling business. And, obviously, you've left everything. I mean, you've done it all. Like we've said, you've wrestled everybody there is to possibly, not even name, but to think of dating back decades. So if you had to pinpoint it, if you had to say it, and you look at what your legacy is or the Funk legacy is in wrestling, what do you think it would be to the wrestling fan? What, what would Terry Funk and the Funk family mean to professional wrestling? You know, it's, uh, I would like to uh, be remembered. Uh, be respected. And uh, to be loved uh, by the wrestling fan, and uh, to be thought of as uh, giving a hundred percent each time you stepped through the ropes, that means a great deal to me. Oh, absolutely, and you are very loved, and you're very respected, and it's been an absolute honor for us, and we want everybody who's listening to this to go to btwtickets.com and get your tickets now to see the legendary Terry Funk coming out of retirement one more time on my birthday, September 22nd, and then the next day, September 23rd, teaming with the Rock and Roll Express, the Funkin' Rock and Roll Express, Against the, the Memphis Mafia. That's right. That's the Memphis right. Mafia. And, Jerry uh, Fett. You got Jerry Lawler, Jerry. his son Brian Christopher, and dangerous Doug Gilbert from the illustrious Gilbert family. So there you go. It's not only just a battle of Funk and Lawler, but the Gilberts are included as well. This is going to be, as they used to say, a Donnie Brook and Terry. It is our absolute pleasure to have you on tonight, and thank you so much for spending this time and walking back down memory lane. The, uh, the pleasure was all ours. Well, it uh, certainly was a pleasure talking to you guys, and, and uh, 
really mean that. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on, and thank you for giving me the time. And uh, appreciate you guys. A rivalry that has intensified for three decades. A new rivalry is born based on 20 years of hostility and attitude. And an ego-driven champion returns to the scene he recaptured the gold. Past grudges are rekindled, and new history will be made tonight at the historic Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium. This back for years and years and years, back to your DX days in WWF. You overshadowed us. You guys had the political ties. You got the push right to the top. I think he's tired of being a vampire and sucking the life out of the people when he goes out there and tries to perform. Or maybe he thinks the brood were better than DX. No, that can't be because the brood absolutely sucked. And here's the real Memphis Mafia right here. We're going against the Rock and Roll Express and Terry Funk. The dog boys. You know who the dog boys are? That's you, Jerry Lawler. That's you, Brian Christopher. That's you, Doug Gilbert. Well, Rock and Roll Express, I look at you like my kids because I created you. I'm the dresser in in Memphis, Tennessee. I took some, I took some scarves, some bandanas, and tied them around your legs and arms, and I put them, picked out a song, a rock and roll song, and I said, go up to the ring to this music, and you became the Rock and Roll Express. Don't you understand, Jerry Lolly, you said you started the Rock and Roll Express, and you could end the Rock and Roll Express. Buddy, we're going to whoop your butt from Raleigh, North Carolina, straight down 85, all the way to Spartanburg, South Carolina. They will be no more Rock and Roll Express, and they will be no more King Terry Funk. Lawler, get ready. We're going to kick your ass. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading.